And when I think about all those costumes and masks and the kids behind them, it makes me think of something Jesus said. Stop judging by mere appearances, but instead judge correctly. In other words, don't be fooled by the mask someone or something or some issue is wearing. Look deeper beneath the surface. This is the Bible Speaks to You podcast, episode 212. Today I'm going to be talking about a really important lesson I learned from Halloween about how to pray more effectively. You're listening to the Bible Speaks to You podcast. I'm James Early, your host, and this is the place to be to rediscover the original Christianity of Jesus. Each week, we talk about how Jesus wanted us to think and act and pray and live our daily lives. And we dig down into the mindset of Jesus to discover how we can think and act like he did. The goal is to experience more of Jesus' promise that the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Hey there, and welcome again to the Bible Speaks to You podcast. I am so grateful that you are here listening today. Today I'm going to share some ideas I have learned from Halloween about how to pray more effectively. Now, this is not supposed to be a controversial topic, but I know some Christians who get very concerned about Halloween and the way it's celebrated, they feel like it's a pagan holiday that emphasizes witchcraft and all sorts of evil things which are condemned in the Bible. And I know other Christians who simply have fun with the holiday. So this episode is not about whether Halloween is evil or not. You've got to follow your own conscience on that. But I will say this, your motives are important in how you participate or don't participate in any Halloween festivities. And I'll leave that for you to think about. What I really want to focus on is a very important lesson I learned from Halloween several years ago about how to pray more effectively, as I said. Now, in retrospect, this is kind of one of those Captain Obvious moments, but stay with me and see what I'm talking about. Several years ago, I was talking to a friend who had issues with his brother, well, his half-brother, actually. As a child, my friend looked up to his brother, but as they got older and they both went their separate ways and chose different lifestyles, my friend had become very put out with his brother for some of these life choices he'd made, and he has as little to do with his brother as possible now. Way down deep, my friend would still really like to have a relationship with his brother, but he just can't get past all the bad and hurtful things his brother has done over the years, and his brother isn't interested at all in getting back together. Well, I listened quietly for a bit, and I simply asked my friend if he had forgiven his brother and if he loved him. My friend shot back, Am I supposed to love the bad things he did? Am I supposed to condone all the mistakes he made and all the people he's hurt? 
No, of course not, I said. But then, here's what popped out of my mouth. I said, imagine it's Halloween and the trick-or-treaters are at your door. Do you really believe that there are ghosts and witches and monsters asking for candy? No, he said. And then he added, sometimes I pretend to be fooled and scared, but I know that behind those masks, they're just fun-loving kids out to have a good time. Exactly, I said. Think about your brother in that way. All the bad things your brother has done or is still doing, it's kind of like a Halloween mask. It's not part of who God created him to be. Well, he kind of got the point, and it was a little easier to think about forgiving his brother and at least try to love him. Now, if you're listening to this on the day it was released, it's Halloween in the United States, October 31st. Kids get dressed up in costumes and go trick-or-treating asking for candy. And when I think about all those costumes and masks and the kids behind them, it makes me think of something Jesus said. This is John 7, 24. Jesus said, Stop judging by mere appearances, but instead judge correctly. In other words, don't be fooled by the mask someone or something or some issue is wearing. Look deeper beneath the surface. Now, it's easy to do this on Halloween. Everyone knows it's just a game we play. Over the years, I've had neighborhood kids dressed up as ghosts, witches, pumpkins, superheroes, all kinds of stuff. And I got pretty creative when I made costumes for my kids. The year we studied ancient Egypt, our oldest daughter went as a pyramid, and my son went as Pharaoh. I'm pretty sure no one thought they were an actual stone structure or an Egyptian king. I've even seen kids smear ketchup or fake blood all over themselves to make it look like they had been mortally wounded. But however good their disguise is, it's always obvious that they are not really bleeding. So in talking to my friend about Halloween costumes, I realized that his brother, in a way, had on a more subtle costume or disguise of a troubled man who had made some bad life choices and was not very loving to his family. Now, normally, when someone is like this, you don't usually think of it as a mask or costume. It's who they really are, right? But this is where I got the insight about how to pray more effectively. Think about all the people who came to Jesus for help. When he healed them and forgave their sins, He was not naive as to what was going on or what their situation was. He took in the scene, but he looked at people with much more than just his material eyeballs. The Bible says this more than once. This example is in Matthew 9.36, and it's referring to Jesus. When he saw the crowds, he had compassion on them, because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. Jesus looked at people through a lens of love. Everyone around him was using the five material senses to decide what was going on. They saw only the outward appearances of hopeless cripples, blindness, leprosy, miserable sinners. But Jesus saw people from a spiritual perspective. He used his spiritual eyes or spiritual senses 
and looked way beyond the material picture or outward appearance to the original child of God's creating. This is what the first chapter in Genesis tells us. Genesis 1.27, God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him, male and female created he them. So I said to my friend, you've got to look further than the material picture, the outward appearance, and try to see what Jesus saw with his spiritual vision. Jesus didn't just pretend there was no sin or sickness to deal with. He saw what needed to be healed in someone's thinking. But he didn't psychoanalyze the human mind to solve someone's problems. He saw deeper into the spiritual reality of their original God-created nature made in the image and likeness of God. He saw beneath the outward appearance. Well, my friends started to get the idea. Here's an example of what I'm talking about. When a leper or a blind person came to Jesus for healing, or when he talked to people who were sinning, he could see that the problem was not part of who the person really was, way down deep spiritually. He could see this just as easily as you and I can see that the kids coming to the door on Halloween aren't monsters or superheroes. Beneath all the layers of disease and deformity, sin and guilt, he saw their original God-created innocence, wholeness, and purity. So I said to my friend that he needed to love his brother the way God originally made him in his own image and likeness and to cherish him in this light. To forgive him is to see that all the bad things he's done are not really part of who God made him to be. I said, love his original God-created manhood. That doesn't mean the bad things he did are okay or that you approve of them. It simply means that you're loving his original purity, innocence, and goodness created by God. This was a big paradigm shift for my friend because he realized he had to change his perspective. He had to quit looking just at the material surface of things and look deeper into the spiritual picture. I love this story in Luke about the woman who was bent over for 18 years because it really illustrates what I'm talking about here. This is Luke 13, verses 10 through 16. On the Sabbath, Jesus was teaching in one of the synagogues and a woman was there who had been crippled by a spirit for 18 years. She was bent over and could not straighten up at all. When Jesus saw her, he called her forward and said to her, Woman, you are set free from your infirmity. Then he put his hands on her, and immediately she straightened up and praised God. Indignant because Jesus had healed on the Sabbath, The synagogue leader said to the people, There are six days for work, so come and be healed on those days, not on the Sabbath. The Lord answered him, You hypocrites, doesn't each one of you on the Sabbath untie your ox or donkey from the stall and lead it out to give it water? Then should not this woman, a daughter of Abraham, whom Satan has bound for eighteen long years, Be set free on the Sabbath day from what bound her? Look at how Jesus described the woman's problem. He called it being tied up by Satan. All Jesus did 
to use this metaphor of a rope, was untie her from how Satan had bound her. So let's take this a step further. Since the woman had been bound by Satan, she and everyone else saw her as a cripple. Not only did Satan tie her up, he gave her a costume of a bent-over lady. It was such a good disguise, everyone thought it was real. Everyone except Jesus. Jesus knew that was not the true identity of this woman. And look what he said to her. Woman, you are set free from your infirmity. In the original Greek, this is in the perfect tense, which means it has already been accomplished. He declared what he saw to be her true identity, freedom from this debilitating condition. He saw her free from it before he declared it to be so and before he actually healed her. What she saw as her identity, a crippled woman, Jesus saw as nothing more than a mask, a disguise, a lie about her told by Satan for 18 years. And because Jesus saw this lie about her for what it was, it completely dissolved and the woman was healed. Here's another example of how Jesus saw past the surface appearance of people and was able to bring healing and reformation to their lives. It's the story of Zacchaeus. One day, Jesus was in Jericho. This is in Luke 19, verses 2 through 10. A man was there by the name of Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector and was wealthy. He wanted to see who Jesus was, but because he was short, He could not see over the crowd, so he ran ahead and climbed up a sycamore fig tree to see him since Jesus was coming that way. When Jesus reached the spot, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, come down immediately. I must stay at your house today. So he came down at once and welcomed him gladly. All the people saw this and began to mutter, He has gone to be the guest of a sinner. But Zacchaeus stood up and said to the Lord, Look, Lord, here and now I give half of my possessions to the poor, and if I have cheated anybody out of anything, I will pay back four times the amount. Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house, because this man too is a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man came to seek and to save the lost. On the surface, Zacchaeus was seen by the people as a tax collector who charged too much for their taxes. They saw him as a traitor to the nation of Israel because he was working for the Romans, collecting these taxes. So, going along with my metaphor here, Zacchaeus had on a very convincing, dishonest tax collector costume. But Jesus saw way beyond the outward appearance of things. He saw that this man was a descendant of Abraham, in effect, a child of God, and deserved as much as anyone else to find moral freedom in his life. Everyone else was wondering why Jesus would go to a sinner's house. I love the fact that Jesus actually invited himself over to Zacchaeus' house. He wanted to see and help him that much. He wanted to take off this terrible costume and show Zacchaeus who he really was underneath it. And that's exactly what happened. So how does this apply to you and me? 
How does this help us pray more effectively? Well, think about a challenge you're facing right now or a person who's giving you some trouble in one way or another. Or maybe you're praying for someone who's sick. Instead of identifying this person or situation as the problem, think about whatever it is as a Halloween costume. Okay, it may be a very convincing disguise, so much so that the person actually thinks they are that type of person or has that particular problem. But when you can see this outward appearance of things as just a mask, a costume, that's not part of who they are as a child of God, but is trying to hide or cover up their true identity as a child of God, your prayers will be more effective because you're not trying to change a child of God. You're praying to remove the costume. Now, if this seems impossible, it might mean you have been fooled by the costume, which is only a lie Satan is telling about someone. Here's where Jesus' way of seeing things with compassion comes to the rescue. Look at people and yourself when needed through the lens of love. Looking at someone with God's love is like spiritual x-ray vision. You can see right to the heart of who they are as a child of God. This Halloween, if trick-or-treaters come to your door, No one's going to have to remind you that there are cute little kids behind those masks. But the next time someone is mean to you, tries to harm you, or is sinning in a way that affects your life, take a moment to remember this is only a mask. Look beyond this outward appearance of things. See what Jesus would have seen. See them with compassion. Love the original child of God's creation, and God will take care of the rest. Hey, thanks so much for being here today and listening. I'm so grateful you've tuned in. If you're listening to this on a day that's not Halloween, you can still apply these ideas anytime during the year. If you enjoyed today's episode, please share it with a friend. And if you haven't subscribed yet on my website, Go to thebiblespeakstoyou.com and click on the subscribe tab. Fill out the form and you're all set. That way you'll be on my email notification list and never miss an episode. And when you sign up, I'll send you a prayer guide called Praying with the Mindset of Jesus. If you have any questions or comments about today's episode or anything in the Bible, I would love to hear from you. Just go to the website, thebiblespeakstoyou.com and click on the contact tab in the menu bar and I'll be in touch. I look forward to hearing from you. And if you'd like to read a transcript of today's episode or study the Bible verses I mentioned, you can find those on the show notes page for this episode at thebiblespeakstoyou.com forward slash 212. This is episode 212. The Bible verses are all the way down at the bottom of the page. As always, I am so grateful you're here. I'm so grateful for all the support you've given the show. The podcast is reaching people all over the world, and I am so grateful for your help. Thank you so much. That's it for this week. I'm James Early with the Bible Speaks to You podcast. Have a great week. Take care, and we'll see you next time. God bless.